Good morning. I uh, had to had to real quick. I'm still learning a uh, couple of things that happened that that I need to need to make you aware of. I, I I was asked to open the church this morning, and I remembered to open that door, and I forgot to open this one. I just saw a gentleman out there. He's he's knocking, wanting to get in, and here we are keeping him keeping him out. So, fortunately, luckily. Uh, Luckily, I was standing there and got to open that door. The other thing that I have to apologize for, if you received it, I got an email this morning. This, this week, I was learning about the, the system that runs the slides called um, Proclaim. Thank you. And Faith Life. And, and I was look, working on all these things, and I created a, it had a tutorial. I created a fake service, and the sermon was called Best Sermon Ever. And uh, just, just to have fun with it. Well, this morning I got an email that said you can view your bulletin for this week, and here it was the one that this fake one that I put together. So I don't know if any of you, <laughs> if any of you got that email, and you came here expecting the best sermon ever. I hope you had, I hope you noticed the subtitle. It said at least since last week. <laughs> so, um, so I apologize for that going out. That's apparently one button I didn't push or did push or something as I was learning. But that was that was a fake. A fake bulletin, um, but at least you know I'm learning. I'm trying to. I'm trying to learn something. I'm doing. I'm playing around with with the system and getting uh, getting acquainted with it. There's just more I, I need to learn. So, uh, other other announcements. I think we're still uh, taking taking applications for the pastor's assistant. Yep. So, still looking for for someone there. Uh, you see the information on the printed bulletin or on the, the printed printout that we have out there. Um, also, want to make you aware that nine o'clock on Tuesday mornings we are we are getting together for the coffee shop theology. We are going through a a book from Max Licato. The um, Sunday Bible services, Sunday night services, and the Wednesday prayer meetings those will those will probably get started again in August. But I'll I'll let you know as we get closer. Any other announcements that we need to know about? Yes, Bob. South Anvil Field for the. I'll send an email. Okay, thank you. And we're looking forward to looking forward to getting out there and seeing seeing the team finally. Any other any other announcements? Well, speaking of that. Uh, I understand that the, the team had its first loss the, uh, about two weeks ago, and the coach was so distraught that he had to take some time off. Uh, <laughs> I, I, hope you, I hope you were able to get over it. You, I see you're back. Hope you had a good vacation. You're recharged, ready to, ready to get out there and coach again to, to some more wins, right? Well, I know, and I'm kidding with them, but I know they were they were traveling. They were on vacation. The, the Clayzacks were on vacation um, this week, and I know they just got back last night, so I bet they're a little bit tired. I was thinking about how we're, we're kind of physically tired. We've been still trying to get, um, get moved in. We've been trying to do as much as we can outside and kind of waiting for a rainy day to do a lot of stuff inside. Well, we just haven't had one yet, which is good and bad. But So we've been, we've been a little tired, and I know um, Arville was talking about last week how he'd be moving, 
I don't see him. I bet they were, they were tired, I'm sure, from the, any of the moving that they were doing. So I'm sure there's some of us who are very physically tired. Others, maybe during this week, you had some things that caused you stress. Maybe there were some major decisions you had to, to make. Um, maybe there's things going on at work that just are causing you all sorts of problems or weighing heavily on you. I want you to remember this morning how Jesus said, um, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. We can reword that to tired and burdened. So many of us come to, come to church on Sunday morning and we, we have those, that physical tiredness, we have those burdens on our mind and Jesus says, give them to me. And so here we are this morning, this is our, our call to worship, that, that Jesus says, bring those burdens to me, bring your, bring your weariness to me, let me have it this morning. And so here we are this morning, we're here to worship, we're here to, to give him those burdens, give him those concerns, give him that stress. He says he can handle it, and he'll take care of it for us. So let's get ready to worship, let's all get together and, uh, and sing some praises to him. Good morning, everybody. If you could all stand and sing with us, it's good. It's good to be back again. I guess. I guess I was on a little vacation myself, a little COVID vacation. Still got a little lingering stuff in there, so might affect my singing a little bit. So make sure you all sing extra loud this morning. Thank you. the north. 
Shout out to the youngsters here in the band today. Nick, Nick's been doing a great job on here on the bass, playing with this for a couple, couple of months now. Yeah, doing great. And then Aaron Cole, this is a debut back there on the kit, so he's uh, he's doing really well as, as well. Yeah, give him a hand. Give him a hand. This is an only but a goodie. I'm not talking about myself, talking about the song.
gives up, never runs out on me. So, now, do we have any uh, praises or prayer requests this morning? Sharon, up front here. Uh, yes, I'd like to have prayer for my friend Joe. She had a mini stroke, and now they found an aneurysm on the left side of her head. So she has called and asked for prayer. Anyone else? Yes, Lisa. My mother's birthday is tomorrow. Okay. And what's her name? Carol. Carol. That's creation, ocean, mountains, lakes. <laughs> Forest, wonderful. All that you saw this week, I guess, right? Wonderful. And in the safety of this church, I want to wish my husband a happy birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody keep an eye, right? <laughs> and Jeff? Uh, Nick also turns 16 years old on Monday, so uh, watch out, everybody. He's probably going to be driving soon. <laughs> All right. Okay, any others? Uh, real quick, we got our boys and Annave are going to Twin Pines this week, so safe travels and just blessings for them for the week. <laughs> Anybody else? Vicki. I just want to thank God that I'm home. We're home. Everything's wonderful and it's beautiful. Thank you. Jeff, again. I think the McKelveys have an anniversary coming up this week, too. Right, okay. John and Amy? Yes, I was going to announce <laughs> next yes. week that we had our next anniversary, but uh, yes. So we look forward to that this week. How many, John? Hey. <laughs> Don't do it, Don. Carry John. the two. Yeah, this, is, this one actually would be a, a round number, so, oh, yes. <laughs> See, he was going to take all this week to figure that out and announce that next week. <laughs> I love to hear all the praises. Any others? And like I said, I know, I know we come with burdens, so if there are any prayer requests as well, of course. Adam, okay, so, oh yes, I'm sorry, that voice, I couldn't see any, 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 
I couldn't see any mouths moving. Yeah, okay. So, okay. So we'll just pray for, for everyone at Twin Pines this week. Okay, thank you. Any others? <laughs> yes, we'll pray for that too. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go to the Lord. Oh, wait a minute, we got one more? I see pointing. Jean. I just wanted to say uh, thank God for all the instrumentalists. We have the praise band and we have the group over there, and it just adds so much to our praise time. Yes, yes, thank you for mentioning that. Okay, so let's, let's go to prayer now. Well, good morning, Heavenly Father. Thank you, first of all, for just giving us another day. We know that each day is a gift, and so we, we thank you for it, and we, we glory in it. And as we said earlier, we, we just relax in it today. And uh, knowing that today is a day that you want us to just recreate and recreate. It's a day of rest. You give us that for a reason, and so we thank you that we have that opportunity. We do have some concerns, Lord, and we want to raise them to you. We ask you to, to let Sharon's friend Joe know that you're with her and you're watching over her as she's dealing with her mini-stroke and her aneurysm. I know that those are complicated issues for the doctors, but we pray that you'll give them the wisdom to know how to take care of it. We'll ask you to to wrap your loving and healing arms around her. We pray and thank you, Lord, for, for safe travels as we have several who are going to Twin Pines this week. We pray that they will get closer to you during the week's experience. We pray that all will go well at Twin Pines. I know they're short on on staff, but I pray, Lord, that the staff they have will be provided with an extra dose of your strength and your patience and be able to, to handle the week well so that all the campers leave with just a, a joyous and, and meaningful experience, spending time especially with you and especially in the, in the beauty of the woods. As Bob mentioned, we thank you, Lord, for giving us so many different ways to experience your artistic creativity, seeing mountains and oceans, and being able to go to forests and camp for a while and fishing and all those things that, that you, you provide for us, ways to just see just how awesome and wonderful you are. We thank you as we're able to celebrate anniversaries and birthdays, all those that were mentioned and we thank you, Lord, that you have blessed this church in a way that allows us to have many who use their instrumental talents, the talents that you have given them. We, we do have a, a great opportunity to have a praise band, to have orchestra, to have singers, and just um, more ways for us to just show our, our love for you, our, our, our offers of praise to you, Lord. And Father, you've just reminded me as I mention our offers of praise that I want to also lift up. I know that we don't have a, a formal offering. We have the plate. And so, Lord, we'd, we don't want to forget that um, we're giving back a portion to you, Lord. We thank you for all the blessings that you give us all week. We, we thank you for all those blessings you have in store for us. And so we just give back a portion, Lord, and we ask you to accept those those tokens of our worship as well. And we ask you to use them and to bless them and to, to use them to further your church here in Palmyra. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
it's not, doesn't have a little asterisk beside it, but would you remain standing for the, the reading of our, of our scripture this morning? I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 30. We hear, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, well, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, well, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church first all of, a, of all excuse me. And God has placed in the church first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, of different kinds of tongues or languages. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. You may be seated. Today I want to start a small, small three-part series, and I want to start talking about spiritual gifts. I know um, the last several weeks I've been listening to your services online just to get an idea of the flow and so forth, but I've also been listening to hear Pastor Charles, I listened to his sermons, and I've heard that at least once he's talk to you and, and encourage you to use your gifts, use the gifts that God has given you. And I, I know he's talking about more than just spiritual gifts, he's talking about talents and so forth as well. Because we know that God blesses you with character, he blesses you with talent, moods, etc. All these different ways that, that he can use you. And of course, through the Holy Spirit, he also blesses you with spiritual gifts. So through the month of July, we'll be looking at a couple of different aspects of spiritual gifts. Today we're going to look at how spiritual gifts unify the church. <clears throat> Next week we'll see how our spiritual gifts benefit the community. And then the third week I want to talk about how talents are different than spiritual gifts, different from spiritual gifts. When we're talking about spiritual gifts, we're talking about things that have been endowed to us, things that have been given to us by the Holy Spirit. But why? Why does he give us these gifts? Well, we're going to hear from Scripture this morning. We're going to hear Scripture tell us today that it's to generate unity or to maintain unity in the church. Ephesians 4.3 is part of a, a large, a very long thought, but that one verse tells us to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit 
through the bond of peace. It tells us to make every effort. And some, some translations will say, be diligent to preserve. You get the idea of this is something that you've got to work on. Be diligent to preserve or make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. Now what we hear here is that the Holy Spirit creates unity. He works for unity. There are a lot of blogs and, and uh, books and so forth that you can buy that focus on the topic of creating unity in the church. Well, we don't have to create unity. We have to keep unity. The Holy Spirit takes care of unity. That's why it's so important to understand what gifts he has given us. Our job is to, to the Holy Spirit's job is to, to, get, to create the unity. It's our job to keep the unity. And as a church, what we need to do then is to stop creating divisions. We need to keep preserving the unity, as it says here. The Holy Spirit's intention is, is for us to use those spiritual gifts that he's given us to keep, to keep the unity in the church, the unity that he is creating. So when we ignore our spiritual gifts, we're not working with him to keep or to create unity in the church. When we ignore our spiritual gifts, we're actually working against the Holy Spirit and unintentionally creating division in the church. Now, you might say, listen, Pastor Jeff, you haven't been here long enough to say something like that. That's kind of bold. I would never do anything to intentionally create division in this church, and I'm not saying that you are. I want you to hear what we're saying. I'm saying that there's no middle ground in spiritual warfare. You're either with God or you're against him. You either obey him or you don't, and you either work with the Holy Spirit or you don't. There's no Switzerland here. There's no room for just sitting and watching. If you're not obeying, then you're defying. If you're not using your spiritual gifts, then you're not following the Holy Spirit's plan to keep unity in the church. The way the Holy Spirit generates or creates unity in the church is by giving all of us the same goal, all of us working together to minister to everybody else. So that we start talking together, we start thinking together, we start making choices together, we, we fellowship together, and we minister together. Now notice I didn't say that we start talking alike or the same. We don't start thinking alike or thinking the same. We just start talking together. We start thinking together. We're in a culture that unfortunately, if you don't agree with me, well then... I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm just going to unlike you on Facebook. And that's like the worst thing that can possibly happen to you if somebody doesn't like you anymore on Facebook. And, you know, back in, I don't know, I guess I'm aging myself, but there used to be a phrase, you know, talk to the hand. You know, (laughs) it's like that's what happens with us as soon as somebody disagrees with us. That's not what we need to do. We need to be able to talk to each other even through our disagreements. We need to make choices together even through our disagreements. We need to come together and and find ways to minister to each other and to work together as a church. Now, I'm not saying that you have a problem with it. I'm saying the church universal, but obviously we need to to think about it here. We need to make sure that we're following these, these plans here. We need to continue to work together, talk together, make choices together, so that we are keeping the unity in the church that, that the Holy Spirit has created. Doing all these things together creates a basic unity that's generated from our common goal. That the tagline of our denomination is to know Christ and to make him known. And that's what we want to do, and the way to do that is through the unity. So it's critical that we also minister to each other so that we guard this unity. Now, it sounds like you took a spiritual gifts assessment several years ago, many years ago. I don't know how long ago it's been. And so some of you have already done this. I'd like to encourage you to do it again, because many times when you take these things, you find that the Lord maybe gave you some gifts, the Holy Spirit gave you some gifts because of a a job, a project that he had for you one time. But maybe now, if it's been 
six, seven, eight years, maybe he's got another idea for you. And maybe he's given you another set of gifts and so forth. So I'd like to encourage you to take one again. I have a version. I don't know if it's the same one you took before. I have a version available, and I'd like to, to throw this out as an invitation. Now, I don't want to break any copyright rules, so I only have one copy. I can do it with you individually, or I, if there's several of you who would like to take it at the same time, we could always get together. I could read you the questions. You write your answer. You, you circle your answers. You don't have to write long answers. It's circling a number. It's very easy to do. Whichever way we do it, I would love to be able to sit with you. Let's, let's see what the Holy Spirit has, has done. I would love... Just, just being able to, to just um, see, what, see what he's given you, and, and we can rejoice together as we uncover the gifts that the Holy Spirit seems to have been, uh, been given you, as, as presented to you. And, and I'm telling you, as, as the story goes with the eye and the foot and the hand and the eye and all that sort of thing, some of you are going to find that, that one gift in particular, some of you are going to have the gift of encouragement. I can probably predict a few of those, but... Some of you are going to find you have the gift of exhortation or encouragement. And it's going to be very critical that you use that gift here to minister to this family. Because we want everybody to use their gifts. As soon as somebody shuts down and doesn't interact, and they don't share their gift, they don't minister the way the the Holy Spirit has intended, well, then that person becomes kind of a dead end. They, They create a gap. And we don't want any gaps. We don't want any dead ends, right? We want a steady flow, a steady flow of of ministering with the gifts that that the Lord has given us. When there's a steady flow, there's going to be unity. And that's what Ephesians 4, 3 means when it says that we need to keep the unity of the Spirit. So the way in which we minister to each other and to our community is through our spiritual gifts. But let's stop for a second and let's make sure we understand what a spiritual gift is. A spiritual gift is a God-given capacity, or I would say a tool, that's used by the Holy Spirit in order to supernaturally minister to someone else. For example, every time I take one of these spiritual gift inventories, my top two gifts are administration and teaching. I want to focus on the teaching part. God has given me the gift of teaching so that the Holy Spirit can use me to supernaturally minister to others. In other words, when I'm up here preaching, you hear me speaking, but it's the Holy Spirit that's preaching. He's supernaturally ministering to you through the teaching gift that he gave to me. Do you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Preaching isn't something that I can do on my own. It's not, it's not my human ability. I didn't, when I grew up, when I was young, I was the one that hung back. I was shy. I was not a talker. I was not a leader. I was not out there in front of a group. I was always trying to find a group that I could fit into. It, this kind of thing is not something that comes naturally. This is something that is supernatural that the Holy Spirit is using me for. Now, also, we want to keep in mind that there's something that we're going to talk about in two weeks. Your spiritual gift is not singing, for instance. we got some wonderful singers. we got some wonderful instrumentalists. Those are talents, okay? And God gave them as well. And it's something that you can continue to, to work on and build and so forth, and it's wonderful. But those are, those are talents. Those are not spiritual gifts. Your spiritual gift is a special, sometimes unique capacity or tool, something that that's unique, that, that is used to minister by the Holy Spirit. It's used to minister as a part of the body of Christ to supernaturally touch the lives of other people. The Holy Spirit has created corporate unity. And to keep that unity, we have to minister as a group. So the sharing of thoughts and feelings and ideas is very important to preserve that unity. Everyone's thoughts, feelings, and ideas are important. I want you to hear me say that. There's no one in this body that is so important that they can just automatically cancel out somebody else's opinion. And especially me, okay? I'm just part of the body. I am not here as your CEO. I am not here to tell you how this is supposed to work. Or I've, been, I've been called to lead you spiritually, You've been called to be the congregation and to make decisions. 
So that's, you know, I just, I just want to put that out there. Nobody here is so important. But also, nobody is so little important. That's not very good grammar. But there is nobody here who is, who is of no importance, that, they, that their voice shouldn't, shouldn't be heard or their opinion shouldn't be heard. And the reason I focus on that is because that's the kind of thing that was upsetting Paul when he heard about the church in Corinth and those verses that we read earlier. That's why he's so upset in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He starts off in verse 1, and we didn't read that one earlier, but he says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. He's saying, I, I don't want you to be ignorant on this subject. I, I want you to understand it. You've got to get it. That's how important it is. I want you to know what this all means. Because if they don't, they're not going to be keeping or, or preserving that wonderful unity that we were just talking about. If we don't have that unity, then the church isn't going to be seen as the manifestation of Christ. It's, it's not going to be seen as the body of of Christ. It's not going to be seen as a valid representation of Christ if we can't even get along, if the church itself has divisions, whether it's a church or the church. Without that unity, the church is just going to be seen as another exclusive social club full of people who hide behind stained glass windows and perform some rituals and sing some songs. There's not going to be anything special about what we're doing. There has to be that ministry of spiritual gifts going on. We have to have that unity. We have to be working together. These gifts are given to individuals so that they can be used to minister through his church. And the key phrase is be used. They're meant to be used. They're given to you so that you use them. No spiritual gift is given for your benefit. And that's what was so wrong about what the church in Corinth was doing. When these things are given to you, these gifts are given to you, you're just a steward. You know what a steward is, right? It's not the owner of the store, it's the manager of the store. You don't own your spiritual gift, you manage it for God. You manage it for the Holy Spirit. So it becomes a case of good management or mismanagement. If you're going to maintain unity... If we're going to maintain unity, there has to be good stewardship of the gifts that have been given to us. And so your management of those gifts is absolutely necessary. They didn't do that in Corinth. They, had, they, they messed up the whole system. They just weren't using them together. They weren't using what they were given. Some individuals in the church weren't content with the gifts that God had given them. They wanted different gifts. And so part of the reason they wanted different gifts was because the ones that had those different gifts were abusing them and, and starting to, to use them as a, as, a, as a matter of pride over other members of the, of the church. You probably would hear conversations like, say, what, what gift did you get? Oh, I only have the gift of help. Wow, that's too bad. I'm, I'm real sorry. I got the gift of prophecy. You know, something like that. There were, there, were, they were, there were ones who were abusing the fact that they got one particular gift. and The gift of help is just as important as the gift of prophecy. Using Paul's language, he said the eye was lording over the foot. And, you know, and the, the foot was saying, well, I want to be an eye, but we need feet too, right? We can only, if we don't have the feet, then the eye can only see as far as right here. If I can't move, if I can't go see something else, well, that's, that vision that I have is pretty small. It's, it's not going not gonna to be very vast, not very, very far-reaching. Far and so it was definitely a problem. Here was a, a richly endowed church that was messing everything up. And so we want to avoid that situation. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to give you a little test. How many of you have the Holy Spirit? Raise your hand. If you, if you know that you have the Holy Spirit in you, keep the hands up. Okay, now I want to know, how many of you have at least one spiritual gift? And that was a trick question. You better keep the same hands up. If you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got at least one spiritual gift. Okay, you can put your hands down now. Thank you. And I wasn't recording, so I, I, I won't remember exactly who, who changed hands or, or put two hands up or whatever. But that's the point. If you have been... 
If you have the Holy Spirit in you, then you have been graced with at least one spiritual gift. The church in Corinth was richly endowed, but they misused and they ignored their gifts. The Holy Spirit has a plan, and and he gives us these gifts because he plans to use you and plans to use those gifts through you. I know that this is a church that is richly endowed. The question is, do you realize it? And I hope you do, and and we're going to make sure that you do. Up in verses 4 through 7, we see that it says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. There's different kinds of gifts, different kinds of service, different kinds of working, but it's the same Spirit, the same Lord, the same God. God has built unity into his church, but it's only going to happen when there is a diversity of ministry. Do you see that now? You see how that works? How effective would this church be if everyone was given the gift of teaching? Oh, we'd be spending each, each, all of our time just teaching to each other. We'd be the smartest church in Lebanon County, but we'd also be the least effective. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't do anything to, to, help, to help the community. Here's another illustration. I know that hockey is kind of popular in this area, and I know that they just finished up, finally. What if every player on the Hershey Bears thought that they were the most talented goalie ever, right? Every one of them wanted to be a goalie. And so they go out for a game, and the team hits the ice, and and everybody lines up in front of the goal. Uh, That would not work. That's not unity, right? That's disaster. They would never win a game. Now, they might not lose any because they'd be defending the goal pretty well, but they'd have a whole lot of ties. They're never going to score anything if they don't leave that end of the ice and start working toward the other goal. It's just like last week when we talked about that boat. A boat is safest in the harbor, but that's not what a boat was built for, and that's what we were talking about. We can sit here, and we can just be comfortable, but that's not what the church was built for. So we got to leave the one end of the ice and start heading for the other, right, if we want to be effective, if we want to be the kind of church that God wants us to be. The only way that unity works, whether we're talking about hockey or we're talking about church, is through diversity. And yet, when we're talking about diversity, that's how, that's how unity in the church works. Unity of the church is dependent upon all of us ministering to each other with our gifted strengths in order to make everyone else stronger as well. Spiritual gifts are given by the Holy Spirit. They're energized by the Holy Spirit, and they're a gift. You don't earn them. You don't deserve them. It's purely through God's sovereign grace that a gift was ever given to you in the first place. And when I think about that, that gives me a tremendous sense of responsibility. And I hope it does for you too. I want you to think about it. If somebody gives gives you a gift, if somebody were to give me a gift and they say, would you take care of this for me? Well, I'm going to do the best I can to take care of it. That person trusted me to take care of it, to do something with it. I'm going to be the best steward I can. I'm going to keep an eye on it. I'm going to make sure it's handled carefully, but I'm also going to make sure that it's handled properly, that it's used, that it's actually doing what it's supposed to be doing. So think about what we read. Here's the Holy Spirit graciously giving out gifts to all believers, to every one of you who raised your hand earlier. And for what purpose? Now, not to be hoarded, as I said earlier. It's not for your benefit. None of these gifts are for your own edification Therefore, use with someone else. I mentioned I had the gift of teaching, if, and I could easily mismanage that. Just imagine if I go into my office and I study and I learn something and, and I learn everything possible I can about a certain subject, I write it all out, then I take out my phone, I hit the record button, and I preach into the phone, and when I'm done, I listen to it, and I even tell myself, man, you did a wonderful job. But I've mismanaged my gift, Right? It wasn't meant to be used on me. It wasn't meant to be kept private. That's, that's mismanaging the gift. 
The Holy Spirit has this wonderful variety of gifts, and we're all included. You end up kind of being like a fingerprint. There's nobody else quite like you. When you take the combination of your spiritual gifts along with the Spirit's energizing, along with the talents that, he's, that God has given you, along with the personality to set you up with. All these things make you pretty unique. And God looks at you and he says, Hey, I made you for a special purpose, and if you don't use what I gave you, there's nobody else to do it. And then everybody else is missing out on the gift that is you. So if you don't do it, It doesn't get done. And if you don't use those gifts, you're dividing what the Spirit is unifying. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the the truth that we find in it. Thank you for making us aware of just how richly blessed we are, how blessed we are because of the gifts that your spirit has given us. And Lord, we want to fulfill the ministry of the spirit, to preserve the unity of the spirit in this church. And we know in order to do that, we have to minister. And as we minister, this church will be one. And as we're unified, we'll represent Christ in the world. And people will take notice of him through us. So help us to be obedient, Father in our own time of prayer and during study, to seek to know you and to know how you've gifted us and then to respond in obedience. We thank you for what you're going to do with us as individuals and as a church. In Christ's name, amen. Please stand.
so as you go from here today, may you go with the joy in your heart, the joy of serving Jesus, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.